0: Is this magic? Like, are we freaking in magic right now? So did you not see the smoke that came out of my mouth? I'm a freaking dragon. Go again. Maya, stop. It almost, it me. won't touch you. I have a magic shield covering your face.
1: And when I do it, it doesn't work, look. So you're sorry. Your I powers pa- are
0: stronger than mine it's right now. It's a natural now. skill.
1: Bring me to it. Bring me to it. Bring me to it!
0: Ah. Hey, showstoppers! (laughs) What's up?
1: Hey everybody, glad to be back. (laughs)
0: that is the name of our podcast right it's like been so long that i can't even remember it yeah but it's kind of like it's <laughs> not like
1: you were address, addressing anyone that might be listening so i guess that makes them the name of the podcast as well yeah absolutely yeah. it's all one oh, big that's family
0: cute. i really like that hi showstoppers hi- you're all showstoppers to us <laughs>
1: oh that's so nice
0: isn't that sweet <laughs> Corey? we did it we're finally recording again again again
1: <laughs> Yeah. Full disclosure, this is take two. Everybody, we tried to do this like a week ago, and through, I don't know if it was through no fault of our own. Not, neither of us has any idea why, but it just didn't record last time. Uh, we we talked for an hour about like one of our favorite TV shows ever, and we had a great conversation. We learned a lot about like what the other person was as a child and uh, uh, what what art means to them uh, as a result of the way that they grew up, and it just doesn't exist anywhere. Um, so so no. we're now and now no one will ever know. Never, never, unless uh like <laughs> unless we painstakingly go through and try to recreate it word for word, which is something we could still do right now if you wanted to. Um if you wanted to I just mean, like pantomime as though this was the first conversation we were having about that show. And try to Can we
0: just talk about the fact that we would pantomime a whole podcast and it would just be silence to everybody else? Uh, <laughs>
1: that that's really what it was. It was transgressive modern art. Um, <laughs> the, the art is not the not the painting, but the frame that it's in. And the frame that it was in this time was non-existence.
0: <laughs> mm, what a metaphor for <laughs> life right now.
1: <laughs> yeah we, we we couldn't reasonably expect for a thing to go well um even though
0: it is 2020 after all right Come on.
1: we are in the midst however and we won't dig too deep into it because we don't want an official record of uh, treasonous actions on our part we are in the midst no. of potentially the world historic funniest thing ever to have happened of happening um so <laughs> ju- we'll just say that there are some fingers crossed on this end and that we hope (laughs) as as fans of comedy that this plays out the way we're hoping it will. Cause then (laughs) everyone will have an excuse to laugh forever.
0: It's just poetic justice. (laughs) And I was just finishing last night's, it was the first episode of SNL and its return. Uh, to 30 Rock right. since they did their virtual episodes at the end of last season. And Michael Che on Weekend Update really painted the picture well. He He's like, you know, guys, we really shouldn't laugh at this. But <laughs> if you were to talk about the actual formula of what makes something funny, yeah. this fits every single part of that equation. Uh <laughs> So how do you not laugh a little bit? <laughs> uh, I,
1: I've been I've been on the verge of it for days now, just a, just about to crack up. Um, and we were there. There is commemorative merch of the occasion on the White House website right now. You can pre-order a uh, Trump beats COVID ninety nine dollar commemorative coin. Um, I don't know if they've been minted yet, but they're on their way. And uh, Jesse and I cannot wait. We're on the pre-order list. We've put our money down um we can't wait to celebrate with the big boy when he finally makes it through but anyway so that,
0: So that's one thing that's <laughs> happening right now. But Corey, it's been like months since we've recorded. Like, mm-hmm. what you've been up to? N-
1: nothing at all. Nothing at all. Like, um <laughs> I've just now reached this uh, th- this static point where it has become so normal to like work from home and and entirely exist in one particular space. And I've, I I've had many opportunities to not live that way, and I haven't taken any of them. Um, but just like. At home, watching a bunch of TV Um, and (laughs) not not feeling like basically like using art as a system of buttons I can press when I want to feel a particular way. It's just kind of recreating the sense of being a real person in the world by like, okay, it's time for sad. Let's put this on. A time for happy. Mm. Let's do that. So I'm just like Mm -hmm. the gerbil in the cage pressing the button for it to release a treat right now. And (laughs) I I'm losing my damn mind, which is why I'm so ready. So so ready to get back in and talk to you about TV. This is a long time coming, and I'm very happy that we're back. What about you, Jesse? How have you been?
0: Well, I've been working a lot. Um, so that's one thing that I've been doing. Um and that's all. I'm kidding. That's uh, not all.
1: That's not all. I mean,
0: <laughs> and this- I paused for comedic effect. Did it work? Uh, was it effective? Definitely. Okay, great.
1: <laughs> you pushed the button for me um, that time. I felt a certain way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So I have been working a lot. That is true. Um. But let's see. I've been. Oh, I've been riding my bike almost every day to work, and that's been lovely. I'm so proud of you. Bud. I feel like. It's warded off some of the pounds that I could be gaining. (laughs) Sure. Um, um, And, you know, some have still stuck. Don't get me wrong. um, Because I eat a lot of snacks when I'm bored. And it's been a very boring, um, like, six months. And so that's been really rewarding. And I've gotten to see a lot of the city. And I get to go through the park every day. So there's something really nice and uh, uh, meditative about that. Yeah. And, um, let's see this, the, although these last six months have been absolutely nuts, some like cool things have happened. My, one of my best friends got engaged mm-hmm. and, um, what else has happened? Um, uh, we had a bridal shower for my other friend, uh, a really safe bridal shower, just in case anybody is wondering. <laughs> um, and I saw my parents a couple of times. We went to Maine. So it, it, it's been eventful um but also very uneventful yeah um yeah it's been covidy you know <laughs>
1: it's super it, it, we're to the point now where people are like um uh, just say well screw it we, we might as well have a life might as well like do things in the way that we're able to right now. And I wonder if, because you've had two wedding adjacent things, right, like a bridal shower and yeah. an engagement, I wonder if that's uh, like happening more and more in these times, because the natural mm. the natural impression would be like, well, we can't do it now, we're under quarantine, but I'm certain that folks are looking for a reason to express love for each other and to make something happen in their life and to like say, you know what, fuck it. Like, we're obviously we're gonna die someday, let's go, man. Let's get married.
0: <laughs> exactly, Let's buy exactly. a damn
1: boat already. Let's go.
0: It's like either engagement or I got a new animal. Yeah, like it's nothing, nothing in between. You know, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I feel sorry <laughs> that the uh, the the puppy mills out there like are empty-handed. They just have nothing to do. They're as bored as everybody else now because everyone has a dang dog now.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's so bizarre. Um, but one thing I can say for certain. Uh, is that one, I don't want the coronavirus, so wear a mask. Sure. Two, um, one thing that's been a saving grace is my my television. Uh, <laughs> Segway. I love it. <laughs> I have watched so much TV. Uh-huh. It's been awesome. Um, and <laughs> so this is actually a funny story. Did I tell you what got burned into our television?
1: No. What? what no, what was it?
0: <laughs> so in the peak in peak quarantine we may have talked about this on a previous (laughs) podcast i can't remember but peak quarantine jason my husband was watching a lot of news Uh and i don't i don't you know do well with like these are how many people are dying every day oh there are seventeen thousand new cases daily of the coronavirus oh look at this like pan shot of all these people being buried in the ground like I I just like I can't watch that all day uh I don't know what sane person can but uh you know I was working so much from home anyway so you know, we just left it on, but like the volume was down yeah. and I wasn't facing it, but it worked out well. So like he could do whatever he needed to do. And I just don't think it's healthy mentally to watch that. over <laughs> over. and over. It's but, a special
1: type of torture that people are putting themselves through, like just every day deciding to look at a number that keeps going up. And yes. when you can't do a single thing about it. And then, like you said, just like looking at aerial shots of mass graves. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't understand it either. But I, I like I watch a lot of dumb shit, but uh-huh. it, it uh-huh. almost uh-huh. never shows me like actual mass graves from real life.
0: Yeah, like real World life. One. Like it's yeah. not H, it's not like an HBO show. <laughs> like, you know? like, like one that
1: we show. can point to. It's, a, it's over yeah. there. It's that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. And um, so anyways, uh, I just was like, I can't I can't. But in ultimate vindication, we were watching TV one evening. And Jason goes, Oh, my God. I was like, What? What's wrong? So it turns out, when you have, uh, we have an OLED TV. I don't know if this will make you want one more or less. Um, But <laughs> literally on the bottom right hand corner is the msnbc lo- logo that has literally burnt That's itself so into the bottom right hand corner of our television That's so perfect And rolling across the bottom or like on the banner at the bottom yeah. you can see coronavirus pandemic burn no. in television that rules yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and in light of events that we had been chatting about prior to um us like starting to talk about tv uh the the cnn logo has now joined the msnbc logo Aww, at the bottom right they're friends so just, wonderful they're friends now <laughs> but every time it you see it because like if there's like a red background it's like a wendy's commercial sure. you can see it really, really
1: well <laughs> just to, just to um, pull an example at random
0: yeah, at random. Uh, Jason's always like putting his hand in his head, like so, and I just feel so rewarded by this for some reason. I just feel vindication, like I was right about something, which which is probably rare, but this one thing I feel very right about.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's one way to take it. I think my brain went instantly not. Not to you winning a spousal argument, but to like. The,
0: but It's kind of like that. And I did. You win. did
1: definitely win. Those are good. Like high five, bud. Way to go. Get his ass. But also like, this is such like, that's so hacky. Like it, Mm-hmm. To, like to write a virus that infects so deeply and and is ingrained so deeply in everything and in, uh, is just this like lingering pestilence that's wiping out everything that it infects the tv and its name burns <laughs> in the tv that sucks that's shitty writing dude
0: yeah but it's also <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah it's sick as hell dude And it will probably lead to a larger television at some point because Jason is just going to get really frustrated and then just (laughs) want to buy a new TV.
1: That's (laughs) well, then that just serves to uh, promote my theory that this is all a capitalist ploy to boost television sales (laughs) uh, by creating a a wider captive audience. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I think Mm -hmm. we've both of us have done a really good job at avoiding like total wingnut conspiracy about everything like this mm-hmm. i think we've we've kept it above board we've kept a level head about everything like that um but i i'm not sure how much longer we can hold out i think tv helps a lot um so uh-huh. so, so uh, for the sake of us not going completely tinfoil hat mode let's talk about tv bud
0: <laughs> yes let's talk about tv what you've been watching uh, anything good everything
1: everything and this is where we're going to really start repeating ourselves a little bit I won't go uh, okay, because we didn't no, that. Yeah. But like, uh, that's okay. That's what this show is about. That's fine. <laughs> we can't just skip TV. My memory's the TV so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I, I, I also expect very little of the people in my life. So you can forget as much as you want about <laughs> this. Um, no, like despite having covered it before. Yeah. I've been watching a ton of stuff. Like I'm uh, like, I've just been putting Deadwood on uh, for the last few days just because that's been kind of a comforting thing um, because it's, Have you ever seen Deadwood before, Jesse?
0: negative that's okay
1: that's okay it's set in the olden times set in like the late 1800s post-civil war in a gold mining town in north dakota and it's so far away from everything that that feels really comforting for a weird reason it's also just a kick-ass show uh if i need to wind down at night i've been uh re-watching joe para talks with you which became available on hbo max recently yeah see we did talk about this and that's that's one of the most perfect television shows i've ever seen and it it just like scratches a very particular itch for me um but beyond that like i've rewatched lost already um i, w- I watched all of billions which is that show is written by like a 12 year old and it rules um i don't know and no, i'm i'm just like running out of television at this point
0: Oh, man. But at the same time, I feel like it's never ending. I feel like they're releasing new content, which is like, how how are you doing this right. all of the time?
1: Yeah. Now um, productions that started during covid have wrapped like we're about to see some, right. some art produced solely within the era of
0: covid. Madness. Yeah, absolutely. Madness. Let's see. What have I been watching? Um, hmm. I watched we might have talked about this before, but I watched all of Shits Creek um, which was especially funny when they swept in all of the Emmys and this most recent Emmys and they the next morning they were talking about Schitt's Creek on the Today Show and they literally couldn't say the first word of the show. What?
1: They would <laughs> they wouldn't say it?
0: It was Yes. Well, even on the Emmys, they had to like they had to pan or had to show. The name of the show as they were saying "Shit's Creek oh, so they I wouldn't see. get in trouble <laughs> but then the next morning on the today show they didn't have said you know deal or whatever that's wild uh, and so they literally couldn't say the word so that's been a real winner <laughs> I love that show I thought it was such such a really heartwarming lovely um funny yeah it was a great show you should watch it it's worth it yeah did you watch it did you watch it you-
1: i've seen a couple episodes i saw the first couple episodes a while back i don't know what i was doing at the time that it didn't stick and i obviously i'll eventually get there um i didn't think I was yeah, the, so the demographic bad. for a really long time because i think my my mom told me about it the first she was the first like oh, advocate for the show i'd ever heard before and i was like well you know what maybe i'm not the demographic for this maybe this is not like mm-hmm. written for me but i mean chris watches all the time my brother so we'll. it's just yeah, okay luck. i'll check that out
0: i, I, I just yeah. don't have
1: a lot of time on my hands right now jesse i got a lot going oh, right, on right,
0: right i can't just got i can't it, just
1: uh, at the drop of a hat watch a television show <laughs>
0: <laughs> well here's another really good one um married at first sight which perhaps we'll cover on this show at some point uh is releasing new episodes right now uh-huh. they started a new season like a month ago and they're just about to get to the point where COVID has started oh, for no. them. And these are people who literally got married at first sight, though. So, like, they don't know each other for shit. And they are now expected to survive a pandemic together in a brand new marriage Excellent. where they barely know the other person. Sick. So sick. Needless <laughs> to say, it's about
1: to get juicy. It, you know? Is that show the one with Big Ed on it? you know no. what i'm talking about okay no
0: because, but i do know what you're talking yeah, about Yeah, okay. Because yes. a
1: few months ago like all of social media was taken over by a thumb-shaped person named big ed who seems fascinating and i think he might be like 90 day fiance maybe oh, yeah yeah anyway. yeah 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 i just i
0: just googled him <laughs> Yeah. but just totally 90 I, I rely on
1: you for stuff like this because you are my attache <laughs> to to junk reality television and i'll need you to scout ahead
0: i I will need to go explore the Big Ed situation, so it looks fascinating, and I can't wait to to learn more. He's a handsome
1: man. We like seeing hotties on TV. What can we
0: say? Super hottie, super hottie. But speaking of hotties, we are here today to talk about one of our favorite shows Mm -hmm. uh, that just released uh, season two. And as you told us when we recorded this episode the first time, uh, this is season two, part one. So we can anticipate more episodes uh, later this year uh, or maybe next year, question mark, because 2020 is almost (laughs) over. I think it is next year. I think it is next year. (laughs) We are talking about Pen15, which is a show that Corey introduced me to last year, and we both fell in love with it. Corey, tell us what it's all sure. about. Sure.
1: So Pin 15 follows two 13-year-old girls, Maya and Anna, uh, as they experience uh, puberty and romance and rejection and loss and the the, the pains of growing up. Um, and the hook of the show is that uh, it's it is, is it's totally immersive in the experience of a 13-year-old. Uh, we spend all of our time, mm-hmm. all of our main characters are, uh, are pubescence, um, but the two main characters are portrayed by uh, Maya Erskine and Anna Kong, who themselves are about 30, 31 years old, um, they are playing 13 year old versions of themselves, uh, immersed in this world of 13 year olds. And the show never nods to this. It doesn't really have to. Um, but that's kind of the main hook of the show is that these two grown women are playing teenage versions of themselves.
0: That is true. And it's fabulous. because. Yeah. Uh, There are just so many moments where you don't really realize that that's what's happening, but then I think, I think you said this before, but uh, then they have to interact in any way, shape, or form with one of their younger counterparts physically, and you're like, oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> what are they going to do here? Yeah, that's, I
1: think the last time we spoke with this, we referred to it a million times as a magic trick. So let's just get that out of the way right now. This show, this show is an incredible magic trick because you completely, by uh, by dint of the fact that these performances are so extraordinarily realistic and Genuine and uh, over the top and in a way that they need to be uh, to to like basically sell the realism of the moment. That you completely mm-hmm. forget that these women who are our age, or um, right between me and Jesse, I guess. Um, Mm-hmm. Are, are playing 13 year olds it's not until we see them standing next to someone that's significantly shorter than them or to Jesse's point when they have to kiss their 13 year old boyfriends in the show and the show has to do these drastic quick cuts into what are obviously stunt doubles inside the show which is another little yes, meta yes. joke in the show but mm-hmm. or when they reveal in the I think it's the second episode of the season where Maya joins the wrestling team and gets rejected on the oh. wrestling floor that she's been wearing a jockstrap in a cup this whole time and her butt's just out (laughs) in the locker
0: room um, yes that is fantastic it's,
1: it's like such an elegant fix for the fact that like we want to make a show about 13 year olds and 13 year olds are uh, to a person extremely stupid and horny all the time <laughs> uh, like like, how do we write that show well you just have adults play the children and never talk about it um, but, mm-hmm. but that's the, I think that's the mm-hmm. last we should say about like how it engages in the physical contact of teenagers Um <laughs>
0: Yes. Well, one of the things I think is so brilliant about these two playing uh, 13 year olds is just that if you actually cast 13 year olds to play themselves, they would be much too self conscious, much like they are playing in this uh, in this show to actually do the things that they would ask them to 100%. do. hundred uh, percent. And the fact that they are adults and can just sort of let it go and like make out with themselves in the mirror is fabulous. Uh, so it, it's just, it just works so well. The physical comedy of it, it is brilliant.
1: And they, they never asked, well... Uh, they do manage to pull it off to a certain extent with the actual kids, though, because there are some uh, tremendous performances by actual 13-year-olds in their show. Yes. Um, is- but I think that the performances, the characters of Maya and Anna are, are really the, the comedic focal point of the show. And the things that are funny about 13-year-olds are not funny to 13-year-olds. Uh, they're funny to adults. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's the... And it's something they nail so well, I'll say, especially Maya Erskine, uh, in her more histrionic moments, of like get out of my room mom i hate you i want to die i'm gonna go live in the woods um th- that's not funny to a 13 year old that's 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 do or die to a 13 year old and she plays it with such sincerity of emotion and it's only funny by tend to the fact that we're adults and can look back at it and think about the way that we behaved when we were the same age but they do a really canny thing of not really giving those hysterical moments to the kids but making the kids um either the villains or the emotional focal point of the show, um, which is something they very effectively done this particular season.
0: Yes, uh agreed. So let's dive in. Like what were the favorites of the season for you? Like what are some moments that stood out? For
1: sure. Um well I wanted to pull up the the episode list because I think like last time we had this conversation, Jesse, and I, I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Um but we we created this kind of like this big mass of conversation that was like unfocused and completely (laughs) disjointed (laughs) which was fun to have at the moment but it was just a series of every couple minutes like oh remember the thing so i thought
0: yeah (laughs) that was fun wasn't it that first time we recorded this episode
1: (laughs) And and I um, I I know I'm springing this on you right now, but I thought because there aren't that many episodes, I thought we might go through one by one and just share our thoughts on the episode. Cool. Okay. So um, it might be helpful also to know that that this this season picks up two days after the last season concluded um which is an incredible season of television that resulted or that that concluded with both maya and anna being felt up by the bad boy of their high school or their middle school rather brand Brandt in, Brandt in the, the the walk-in refrigerator at the homecoming dance um <laughs> season two kicks off with the episode pool that's set as a pool party um the pool party episode is really great Uh, Yeah,
0: it's pretty fantastic. Like you all remember that moment when you kissed a boy or, you know, you did something with the boy at the first time, or maybe it's the opposite. You did something (laughs) with the girl the first time. (laughs) And then the next day you had to like see them at something. Yeah. And it was awful.
1: Yeah, this is a this is another instance of the universe um, making art directly for me. The first one was uh, eighth grade, which uh, came out a couple of years ago. I don't know if you ever saw eighth grade. Um,
0: Mm-mm. that movie's
1: phenomenal and it's 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 essentially pin 15 without the gag of it being an adult playing a child but rather a child playing a child but that has a set piece that's all set at a school par- a pool party with the popular kids as is this one here <clears throat> i actually stood up to my middle school bully at our middle school graduation pool party at the rich ah. kid's house so like i i Stop. i think so many of us have like these life defining moments at the pool party because everything is so heightened and absurd at that particular setting because all absolutely. all of these children are together all of your favorite snacks are there and everyone's wearing a lot less clothing than they would uh, ordinarily wear i was just
0: gonna say yes, how, absolutely. how do we
1: let children go to these things these are these are uh, like time bombs this is an irresponsible <laughs> thing to allow children to do but no I, I love this episode of tv because it is a great example of the art that they're making with the show which is we we remember these things so clearly and so acutely um so they spend the time to detail the conversations that all these kids are having the little art project project that the boys in the group are working on which is a a a zine about ferrets or something like that um (laughs) the mom is angry because everyone's breaking her rule that you can't go into the house with a wet bathing suit on uh the 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 (laughs) the kid is wiping his snot on the door jam because he's had a runny nose all day um the the show is always doing a million things that always kind of coalesce into like one really coherent piece of art what did you think of the episode jesse
0: yeah overall very (laughs) relatable moments i gotta give a nod to the flaming hot cheetos bag you know which really mastered that initial uh you know, addiction that we all develop to <laughs> uh-huh. that probably terrible snack, um, but really accurately portrayed. And I also loved the the little. Like the, her trying to reapproach Brant and be like, "Hey, like, remember that thing you know that we did?" And him just like having no reaction um, is pretty great. While and he's watching, yeah, while it, he's
1: watching BattleBots, which was a favorite show of mine Ocean, when I was yes. about that same age. Like, he's just there <laughs> in his zone of being like among the dumbest humans alive—a thirteen-year-old boy mm-hmm. just zoning mm-hmm. out watching the robots fight each other and denying that he ever felt up two girls in a walk-in refrigerator it's it's crushing tv it's crushing art
0: and it's so like also him telling her like listen yeah we did it but like don't talk about it anymore you know it's so so great because he finally acknowledges actually it's a couple episodes later where he finally acknowledges that it happened um and but i just you know i can totally relate to the moment of well he doesn't think that it happened you know so what (laughs) what's happening yeah yeah, like I don't feel good about myself now because this dude is totally denying this thing that actually happening. And, and that then, actually happened. and then yeah. doing the
1: psychotic gaslighting thing of like, "Hey, could you scoot over, cutie?" And you can see the actor yes. just like he knows that he's deploying a smart bomb in that moment. Like, I know I can mm-hmm, get away with this. Mm-hmm. I know I can just go keep watching my robot <laughs> show if I use the word to make her feel better about herself for a second. It's it's not fun to look at stuff like that.
0: Yeah. No, it's devastating. And you you've felt those emotions before and you're like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is happening to you. You feel it. You feel it so viscerally. Uh-huh. Uh, so overall, really great episode. Uh, and, you know, their 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 little reputations are now playing a part here because don't like people find out about it. And now. um. And now they're like the the school whores uh-huh. or whatever they start calling them, which is really awful. But also <laughs> things that happened in middle school were things like that, you yeah, know, the
1: desperate sluts. Oh well, this it chick, desperate sluts. Yes. Uh, like there's a running theme throughout the entire season of, and and I think it's Maya who eventually verbalizes that that Brandt is not also a slut; he's just a player. And that, I think that's how this episode ends. But um like there's the running theme of we've achieved the reputation of desperate sluts. How do we shake that image? How how do we
0: uh yes. how do we excel yes. past
1: that point but yeah episode number 1 pool party really good really tough to watch Love in it. parts and it does a great job of of uh widening the universe because now anna's boyfriend from yeah. season 1 brendan um little baby Patton oswalt has a new girlfriend who, oh so true who is who is the girl at their school who has the reputation for a sex act that absolutely was never committed um which is like a hallmark <laughs> of all middle schools and high schools everywhere across this country and probably the world um but, but yeah excellent episode sets the groundwork for and the, rest of the,
0: the white house as it yeah, turns 100%. out oh, wait. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah he has one too oh that's wonderful and not even one he was directly involved in this world is good and cool
0: <laughs> oh something like that um <laughs> on to episode two uh let's see in this episode um maya continues to pursue brandt uh through uh, a really sort of unexpected avenue, and um, that Brant is on the wrestling That's team. Right. Uh, and so she decides that she now needs to be on the run res- the wrestling team, and anything Maya does, Anna also has to do. So Maya basically drags Anna into this <laughs> deal with her. And um, it's, <laughs> it's so great
1: because yeah, this uh, there, there's two things that really stood out to me about this episode is that uh, how. A, a teenager achieves so many different personalities and identities throughout their adolescence, and it's so easy to pick one up like, no, I'm a basketball guy, or I'm a sneaker guy, or I'm a car guy, or like I'm really into horses, which, which is my favorite subgroup of girls, horse girls, and um, Or or (laughs) I've just joined the wrestling team and uh, a a less off show, like a less well written show would have focused on like looking at this as a feminist act when when in actuality, this was an act of just pure psychotic horniness um, because throughout the episode, Maya has this running taxi driver monologue that she's giving to herself just like at the bottom of her <laughs> breath so when you every whenever you see mine she's not talking to a person she's just like mouthing along with this narrative she's creating about how she and brandt are meant to be together and uh, we just haven't had yeah. the opportunity to spend time with each other and i just need to create that uh, opportunity for us to spend time with each other and that's so much more accurate to what the goals of a 13 year old uh, of any stripe are just i'm horny i i'm in love with this person i don't know what i'm feeling so i'm gonna go join the wrestling team and then they become meatheads her and anna they become very <laughs> oh, yeah. very strong totally jacked girls um so that they can <laughs> dominate on the uh on the wrestling map and then it, the episode ends with Maya kind of getting her heartbroken because her old uh, standby friend, Sam, shares a nickname that she's been given that's really cruel and about. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So that,
0: oh, it's <laughs> that <awful>. episode's tough. <laughs>
1: that episode's tough. And I felt for both of them in that moment. Sam was just trying to be funny and be accepted by his new friends. Uh, and the worst mm-hmm. parts of himself came out. And then he accidentally deployed that to uh, to humiliate his former friend.
0: And this is sort of a theme you see throughout the season with Sam, because Sam is, you know, because of getting involved with the sport has sort of come into the in crowd, right. the popular crowd. And um, and you see his other two friends before, you know, he was part of that crowd sort of feel the effects of him exploring other friendships mm-hmm. and um, him sort of abandoning them for the quote unquote cool kids. Yep. Um, and learning that the currency of that- the
1: cool kids is cruelty that like he gets immediately rewarded
0: way not as cool right
1: exactly yeah yeah (laughs) no his uncle his older friends were Um, better they're making the zine about ferrets it rules or weasels oh my god i'll never forget myself and that weasels
0: yes weasels and the the, when they laminate it oh my god that's just the best you know and when you were in middle school something was laminated that was the coolest fucking thing (laughs) gotta love the lamination station. Uh, well, nothing's ever smelled I that love, good. Still, it rules.
1: Like no, I can feel. I still the love
0: laminating stuff. Yeah, I
1: can feel the heat yes. from freshly laminated paper, and especially when it's like you're our project that you're working on. And that's this is kind of our reintroduction to Gabe, their friend, um, who oh, yeah, plays a massive Gabe. part over this season. uh Well, we'll get into him in the in the play episode, uh, but. But mm-hmm. it establishes that Gabe has been working on this, this, this like obviously like knowingly stupid weasel magazine that the the three friends were making amongst themselves. And he comes to school with having gone to Kinko's the night before with different mm-hmm. versions of their magazine, like different artistic choices he had consciously made, and then proudly mm-hmm. presenting them to his best friend Sam, who has realized that if he's going to get along with the popular kids, he must sell out Gabe to a certain extent. He must turn his back oh, yeah. on the person. Was, oh, not. Uh, I don't know why you keep watching the show. It it hurts to watch the show sometimes, but that's I've
0: it <laughs> is because you feel like the emotions yeah. of the of the kids because you felt that you felt that emotion. Oh, mm-hmm. it's just so good. The other thing you sort of see in episode two, and then we'll dive into episode three, is really the um, what we started to see in season one with Anna's parents and their divorce and how that impacts um, her. Yeah. Her parents are now um, and divorced,
1: th- but living in the same house, but they've just done the the odd couple of thing of like <laughs> taping off half mm-hmm. the house. You stay on your side. I'll stay on mine. Probably the, worst, the worst decision yeah. a married couple can make.
0: A very bad idea. Would not recommend. Um, but, yeah, there's some pretty poignant scenes and some that come to light even later in the season. Um, but episode three has to be one of Alzheimer, my favorite of this season <laughs> maybe of all time yes <laughs> it's
1: it, okay so the, the episode is called windy Vicky," and in in windy beckney <laughs> uh, maya and anna become witches and it's phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal <laughs>
0: And it's just so apropos because you see them, uh, you know. I can't even remember what brought them to like this wooden area or this woodsy area. Oh, just played around. Um, I just play,
1: did you never play in the woods when you were a kid? Did you need a reason?
0: Oh, I remember. I remember what it was, isn't it? They like it's Anna's parents are fighting and they sort of run out of the house uh, just to like get away. And they end up sort of like, imagine a a suburban neighborhood and like there's a woodsy area, you know, not too far away. Uh Um, And that's sort of where they end up. And it's kind of like a little towards dusk. And so it's getting darker outside and they're just hanging out. Um, But then they decide that they are going to like cast these spells and, You know, then they find, uh, this card, this real estate card in a tree, and all of a sudden, this real estate woman is now their witchy leader, uh, that they are receiving these have been granted these powers from it's so fabulous i love it so much and and
1: that's like this show is so fucking good because obviously the the writer's room is trying to accomplish something much bigger than the simple joke of (laughs) look at these tall women be teenagers uh it is they they go from the moment where uh maya is trying to comfort anna because she doesn't have the vocabulary to say hey your parents are shitheads and you're being abused and you shouldn't be put through this um she just creates this magic moment like did you did you that yes. leaf wasn't there a second ago did you move that? and and she what she's doing is distracting her friend from her parents imminent divorce and like like the destruction of her home life uh and they they threw their really tight bond as uh as young people create a magical world around themselves and then throughout the rest of the episode gradually recreate the movie the, the craft and get deeper and deeper into the magic wormhole and uh it's the best um cuz childhood is so stupid it's so stupid all the time <laughs> <laughs> but kids create these magic moments between themselves so Jesse tell me more about how they exercise their witchy powers how did, did they use their powers for good what do they do
0: well, um, so there's a couple of different things that happen, but Maya, Maya's journey with magic, I think, is maybe more aggressive, yeah. perhaps, than Anna's. But Maya is using her magic to get Brant back, you know, yeah. and planting uh hairs in his locker. Uh she's really going all out. Um and then something tells her that it works. What I can't remember exactly what up. that was. She wishes that her dad was that's right. Come she up. wished her dad yeah. came home and he came home after she had cast the spell. And so she immediately calls Anna and says it works. And Anna is deep in the thick of her parents fighting and she does the same thing and lo and behold in a moment of adult weakness she hears them hooking up uh (laughs) in their room and you're like oh no this is not what you think it is this is not um but just so good and ultimately it uh you know catapults itself into them casting these spells in the greenhouse at school (laughs) and (laughs) they're 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 colleagues and by colleagues i don't know why i called them that their peers at school find them and they're like holy crap these girls are crazy and not only do they already have the the slutty reputation and now they're crazy witches and, uh, and of course they they get in trouble for that and this is sort of the first time the parents are seeing Sort of some some changes in their daughters, and they're like, "Oh, what is happening? Are they okay? Should we be more concerned about them? Um, because you know, the principal has to call them for their very witchy behavior. Yeah, this that,
1: <laughs> very disturbing behavior from these young people. Uh, I'm I'm worried about your daughter, <laughs> ma'am. Um, no, the, the episode is great. I think uh, there there's a lot of it's not even subtle. There's just a lot of stuff happening that isn't really commented on. Uh, so their fashion choices changed that the throughout the episode, <laughs> and a 13 year old dressing like what they think a witch dress is like is a a, an extremely (laughs) funny joke it's so good Um, i i think especially like they both end up wearing chokers by the end of the episode and that's just if oh yes it's the kind of thing that if it weren't it it, because it's there you buy into it a lot more but if it wasn't there you'd be like something's missing it's a choker they would absolutely wear (laughs) chokers it rules it's so good the the production design and costume design on this show is top notch every single episode
0: They do a great job, Uh, and then you know, actually, one moment that really brought that to life was that they they find themselves. This is a little bit later on at like a vintage shop with their moms, and they're super pumped over an oversized Tommy Hilfiger tee t-shirt hell yeah. uh and that was pretty special yeah. because that it, yeah yeah so accurate <laughs> you get a pair of leggings on your oversized t-shirt that is in fashion now maya and anna so she well done. good and,
1: like i was totally on Maya's side. Yes. like no i it's supposed to be oversized mom this looks dope as hell like it might not act as yes. good to you for another 10-15 years but this looks good um i was trying i was trying to cop it. it is
0: fabulous
1: um but yeah i think that that about wraps up uh Vindy wickany my second favorite no not, not not even um but we're we're going into my favorite episode of the entire season which is episode 4 named 3 uh, and this this episode has the introduction of the series villain for series 2 uh Mora um i think after Mayan and Anna's recent ostracization after their uh <laughs> after they made uh, uh their little witch coven um, they were in the perfect. <laughs> position. They were in the perfect position to be kind of desperate for acceptance in their school ecosystem. And when Mora, um, who must be a new girl, or maybe she's just like like right. new to their scene or whatever, um, comes up very confidently, tells off a, a boy that's making fun of them, and offers them a ring pop, they fall deeply in love with their new fancy friend. <laughs>
0: very fancy friend. Yeah, Mora um presents a little bit of a controversial take here uh with how she interacts with these two and develops a friendship and then how it evolves as well is very interesting.
1: Absolutely. Maura Mora really blew up uh among the viewers of this show because she is a very recognizable character. I think we spoke of this a little bit last time. I had I had several liar friends uh growing up like not just in the way that kids lie like because every kid lies it's it's like breathing sure sure um, but there were there were there were kids who were so insecure about themselves and their place in the world because of whatever factors were going uh, on at home like Anna could very well have been a liar friend you know it would make sense mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but kids who construct their entire personality uh on uh, on the premise of a lie and our,
0: so what did your friends lie?
1: about? Well, I have like one in mind and we don't name and shame on this show. Like I, I wish nothing but the best for all my liar friends that I've grown up knowing. <laughs> but, but there was a guy who uh, constructed large parts of his personality on the fact that he was related to William Wallace from Braveheart and. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I think about it, I think about it a lot, like that we had this moment where I said or uh, he also revealed that he was Irish. And, and I was like, William Wallace was Scottish, man. That's kind of his whole deal. He, he Scottish oh, okay. independence and having been called out, he executed a maneuver that is so perfect and you could use it today. Go out there and lie to somebody and test it out. He said, I know that's what's so weird about it. And that was the end of the conversation. Oh my God. It was so, it was a brilliant evasion, like Trumpian evasion, just perfect. Like, I know that's crazy, right? And then just walk away. Um, But- Well done, liar friend.
0: That's brilliant. I I love a
1: liar friend. I think they're great. I think uh, kids have enough, uh, like have so much pressure on their shoulders all the time. And the world that they're put into is not fair or equitable or cool at all. So like, I, I have a lot of, affection for Mora, even though she is so detrimental to our girls that we love very much but she basically (laughs) becomes the 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 third part of their new triad uh and really inserts herself very forcefully into their friendship by doing a few very specific things which are also very recognizable and she invites the the girls over to her house like the afternoon they meet each other another kid trope yeah it's it's so sick she has an enormous house with an intercom system she talks Uh, she treats her mom like shit. Her mom
0: (laughs) has a fully stocked refrigerator
1: with every snack known to man, gives the girls three power aids apiece and whichever (laughs) flavor they want. This is absolutely and she has
0: a a snack,
1: oh, yeah, like
0: cabinet, the pantry, uh, you know, that's fully stocked with Pop Tarts, candy. you know cinnamon toast crunch everything you could possibly want in there had, is there let's,
1: let's go down the list all right nutty bars star crunch zebra cakes uh oatmeal cream pies uh fudge round oh,
0: she had yes.
1: <laughs> just yeah that, that that was a real like holy grail or ark of the covenant moment watching that episode because they opened the, <laughs> open the pantry door and that part of your teenage kid brain like fucking candy just it, it you're like,
0: it, how effect. did they let that happen ooh, ooh,
1: so beautiful um but yeah that was that was like if your friend had like really dope tji fridays frozen uh potato boat snacks then they were they were sick they were super cool and you like them a lot um so so Mora has a lot of leverage in the relationship and makes a really great first impression on the girls but doesn't make a great first impression on their mothers uh so so uh, maya and anna pick up a couple of bad habits from mora in- including <laughs> calling their mothers the c word um so <laughs> so after after their first run in where they try out their new fun words they just learned um uh anna's mom calls maya's mom uh maya's mom is played by her actual mother which is really cool and charming and she's really great in the show um and they they stage uh an immediate intervention with the girls where they take them on a clothes shopping trip to get to know them more spend some dedicated time with them and hopefully undo some of the damage that their new dangerous friend has done on them uh i I love this episode so much jesse what did this what did this mean to you bud
0: yeah, this episode was fantastic. You know, you definitely see some really great moments from the moms here and like, ah, oh, something's going on with our kids, like this is not like them, you know, and and those are those are really poignant because you see mothers seeing signs mm-hmm. of uh, we need to have a conversation with our kids. And I think this is one of the moments where I was sort of watching the show as a potential future parent right. like, oh my god when when I when I when I see my kid do X, I gotta I gotta ask some more questions yeah. or try and understand what's going on. And uh that was one thing I thought was really interesting about this season too is is I, I thought about that a lot. Like, oh my God, what if my kid goes through that or what if what do I tell them when when their boy mm-hmm. that they like is not reciprocating mm-hmm. their feelings and things like that. So Yeah that- um, this was one of those episodes, for This sure. episode
1: really kicks off the very interesting algorithm that is forced on your brain when you watch the show of, I'm in the shoes of these 13-year-olds, and I am hurt when they are hurt. I am overjoyed when they are overjoyed. I am, uh, mm-hmm. I, I am so angry in so many different scenarios, because it is unfair. The world of a 13-year-old is unfair. Mm-hmm. And then- We get the parent's perspective and you start running the other program, like the other cores on your processor boot up and you're like, oh my God, I would murder that girl for teaching my daughter that word.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. If I heard my daughter say that, I would be like, it's one of those great classic moments. Yeah. You turn around and you're like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I had that moment. like, I, And mom, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. I, I, I've apologized to you before. I'll do it a million times. Um, someone taught me the phrase time of the month. And I- I used oh no. I use that. Like my mom asked me to do something. We were like in the car coming back from dinner and and I i used that phrase because I was irritated with my mom. And my dad slammed on the brakes and reached back and at me. <laughs> and it was like one of the scariest moments of my life because I realized <laughs> I should not have pressed that button. Um so man the show is good okay cool so uh, i don't want this to turn into yes. another 45 minutes of just recounting the most like horrifying moments of our life the episode's really good the episode <laughs> concludes with um really maya uh being uh castigated by her mother in the middle of a goodwill and uh having this big <laughs> breakdown fight um but i i think it's in this episode no 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 it's later in the series but M- maya like the relationship yeah. with the girls and their mothers is one of the bigger takeaways from the series. And it's, uh, this is just the start of that relationship kind of opening up, uh, in the narrative, but that's episode four. Yes, three
0: it's really it's really poignant and um you know as someone who is is close with their mother you know i i still have these moments with my mom where we are we bicker but then the next moment you know we are bffs in the bathtub you know like well okay <laughs> so maybe not that far but there's a great scene in this yeah. in this show and it's one of your favorites so you should tell us sure. about okay. it okay it comes actually in the next okay, episode thank right you. like thank
1: I just, you i wasn't yeah. sure where that was placed no yeah you're totally right because yeah. our next episode is called sleepover uh, episode five of season <laughs> two uh, the girls have a sleepover the girls are invited over uh, they're at morris house because of, of course one of the privileges of, of friends with lax parents is that that's the house you go to because you can like Watch the scrambled channels that are only that are that are way way deep in the television dial and look for things you've never seen before. There's a bunch of food that you would never have access to anywhere else. Um, parents who are concerned about their kids acting out and choose the route of, well, I'd rather they do it in the house kind of behavior. So right. the, the girls convene. Um, and at this point, their relationship with Mora hasn't really soured. It's just that Mora's infinite like uh, ambition and drive and kind of like sociopathic gamesmanship uh, in achieving status in their school has really been really working out for her. So by the time they arrive at the party, ready to do their extremely funny recreation of Ace Ventura exiting the rhino's ass, Ace Ventura <laughs> too. Um, Mora is already in with the in crowd. We we see the reemergence mm-hmm. of Becca, who is last year's big bad.
0: Um <laughs> at oh, the party. Yeah, right.
1: and Mora kind of scoffs at the girls as soon as they come in, makes some really cutting remarks about how they relate for her party, and the, the the rest is the rest is history, folks. Uh the, this episode's yep, tough yep. to watch because it's basically uh these Six, five or six girls jockeying for social status and kind of choosing victims throughout the rest of the night everyone gets a turn it's a little little horror movie for the rest of the time would you
0: it is like literally they frame it as a horror movie with the masks (laughs) Uh and the and you really see in this episode maya struggling with mora yes because she is seeing Mora as sort of a little rift or or uh, or someone that comes in between uh-huh. her and Anna. And you see that really come to light also when Mora buys them a new uh, best friend necklace wow. that has her little piece right in the middle uh-huh. um, of their necklaces. And she goes, no, no, you got to take your old BFF necklaces off, off and replace it for this That's one. Right. Um, because we're the new BFFs, right? So... You see maya struggle with that and also maya is oh gosh she got her first period uh-huh. and it is well, maybe it wasn't no, her first, she, but she yeah. got her period whilst she was uh at this sleepover. I was about to jump and in and say, now, No,
1: actually, this thirteen year old girl <laughs> achieved pubescence uh last season and like do the math of when she started uh, having her period anyway. So yeah, so Maya yes, Maya has yes. become a woman uh and has hidden that from Anna. And when you're that age and you know you're about to like achieve a life milestone with your best friend, that being hid from you or her the someone achieving that first is, is really damaging to.
0: Friendship. Oh, it's awful, and I think this is the episode also where uh, this may come full circle here, where um, Maya sort of distances herself from Maura, uh and even Anna to a certain extent, and is like, I don't know if I can be on board with this friendship because I don't, I don't know if I like this girl very Damn much. Um, and that's when Anna discovers that Mara is potentially a little bit nuts, you know, <laughs> in her, in her prepubescent nature she uh, reveals or anna discovers she was lying about her best friend that's a doctor that lives in canada or whatever yeah. um, and has 10
1: mansions yeah
0: and has <laughs> 10 mansions that she cut this best friend out of a magazine uh-huh. you know uh and then kind of goes crazy when she realizes that anna found out about this lie um, that was a scene that was so intense. so intense. I was like, what is happening? She's having a mental breakdown right now. Her mom had to come in and help her. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, she,
1: it, the, the scene breaks down with Anna's like, basically like, fatal attraction realization that the person that she's been spending time with is essentially a mass murderer in teenage language. <laughs> Yes. that that her entire story is a lie like the like the glass shatters for anna and she realizes who she's been spending time with and they have a mm-hmm. breakdown fight where she won't give the magazine back to mora which is really like really specific child, oh, God. child God. behavior um but yeah, they're, they're, yeah the relationship falls apart anna realizes in that moment that uh after having felt betrayed by maya for uh, not sharing the fact that she had gotten her period that uh more is an even bigger liar because she was line from the start mm-hmm. um and it, it's in this episode after maya feels like she's lost anna and she's she's pissed at her because she feel, feels betrayed by being outed for having her period at the sleepover um yeah that,
0: that, and who wouldn't that's rude it, horrifying
1: horrifying like them the, <laughs> uh, like, watch the show if you want details, but it's not fun for, for Maya. Um, but the, yeah, I think the episode concludes with my favorite scene of the season, which is Maya and her mother sharing a bath, which is a really kind of like jarring thing to see. Um, uh, because, I mean, that's, that's not something I grew up with as, as a part of my life. It could very well have been something Maya grew up with. But you also start to think about, this is Maya Erskine, the adult woman, shooting a scene with her mother in the bath. And it's like something really kind of beautiful and touching about that and they have this scene where they describe what her mother describes the troubles in your life and the people in your life all existing in this fruit bowl that you carry on top of your head and there's only so much room in the fruit bowl and she kind of walks maya through exercising the demons of her like misery at school and her troubles with mora as as a as an antagonist to her by just taking the orange out of her fruit bowl and throwing it away and mm-hmm. when it comes time to take Anna out, she says no I'm gonna keep her and it's so it's, it's yeah. it corny but it's so really beautiful. beautiful and they 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 visualize yeah. that with some e- extremely beautiful design work in that scene of the pink milky bathwater and the beautiful oranges floating on the surface um and that's something the show does a lot in almost every episode there's some kind of like magical realism or absurdity uh going on in the background it's just it's a really beautiful scene.
0: Yes, it's it is. It's gorgeous and definitely would rewatch the whole series again just to get to the build of that of that moment. It's really pretty. It's it's gorgeous. and definitely showcases the way mothers and daughters go from this really bad place to this place of such a loving, nurturing, uh, uh, spot, yeah. you know. And it's it's yeah, it's it's a gorgeous scene, well worth the watch and the imagery there. So um, I think with episodes six and seven, we should sort of combine them because they lead nicely yeah, they into one another. Yeah, this is- <laughs> because in episode six, Maya gets cast in the school play, but Anna doesn't, so. Immediately, they need to figure out a way to do this together. Uh, so the way that they do that is Anna becomes a part of the uh, what do they call it? Uh, the tech- the well the tech. The tech crew, which they call the techies, yeah. yes, it's so good, uh, it's so accurate. Yeah.
1: Anna, Anna Anna finds her port in the storm and finds with it uh, her fourth or fifth identity of the show's runtime. Um, <laughs> she she goes whole hog into tech. She reunites with her yeah. uh, her ex boyfriend Brendan and and his new girlfriend Icebox. Um, <laughs> all I have to do is think about the nickname Icebox, and it's so funny to me. Um, we'll leave that as an Easter egg for the. Fun watching at home um but no she finds this new gaggle of weirdos that she can like really identify with and and she discovers a new confidence in her ability to be basically the manager of the techies um she's supervised by uh one of my favorite characters of the season his name is steve he's a freshman in high school uh he is every bit the person who is 14 years old, and their idea of being cool means knowing the, the, James Cameron's name. He, he's so good. He's so <laughs> funny the whole time. Um, and he can control his body temperature uh, by will. Oh, which yeah. is super sick. Uh, but no, Anna finds a new identity, finds a new uh, gaggle and people to, to be with, while Maya really thrives in her starring role in, in the play. <laughs> And Maya and Anna kind of become the B plot over these next two episodes, because the A plot is kind of Gabe. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me about Gabe, Jesse.
0: Well, Gabe is the uh, the protagonist here who gets cast as the lead uh, in this show opposite Maya. And Gabe is that um, quintessential um, nerdy, chubby kid in middle school. But he's also really cool. And yeah. he's definitely the type of kid that I would have had a crush on in <laughs> middle school. Uh, and in fact, these two episodes may have been some of my more most favorites of the seasons because there were literal moments of my life yeah. played out on screen yep. as a, a theater nerd in middle school, <laughs> uh, into high school. But particularly these middle school moments where you have to navigate such tricky things like your... Your first kiss on stage, um, and the other sort of element that we find out about Gabe is that he he may be closeted. Uh-huh. He he is, I think, discovering his sexuality in a very different way than some of the other boys in school, right. and he's trying to understand it. And of course, the natural way that you do that when faced with having to kiss a girl is say, "You're going to be my girlfriend," right? Um, and she, of course, is like, "Yeah." Uh-huh. But the best part about that moment is they like. they're really vibing the acting is on point and like you know when you're a kid you think you're the best actor ever um and you picture yourself in the most amazing (laughs) framed shot that uh you know that james cameron would have shot which you see play out with maya when she's rehearsing her lines at home and they have that great little vignette or moment where they actually
1: they make a little film noir in the middle of the episode it's so good uh
0: brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, but anyways, they're vibing in the scene, but they're getting ready. They're getting towards the kissing And Before they do it, Gabe is like, so, you know, will you be my girlfriend? And Maya's like, yeah. So they're on the high of this great acting. And also Gabe may be trying to compensate for the fact that he doesn't understand, you know, what, what's going on with himself. And he's it um, as a
1: stopgap. He's, he's trying to delay them yeah. having a kiss. So this is the one of right. many plans he comes up with to avoid having to kiss a girl especially publicly where at first i can't kiss you unless you're my girlfriend we should be boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. that turns into we should save the kiss for opening night and not kiss in rehearsal so that it, we can capture that raw experience of of the emotion that would be a part of this kiss and gabe's gabe's a genius gabe is absolutely yeah, a true. chess master in avoiding being straight publicly it's the best
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he he is very, very good. And you sort of see it um, come to life here when Gabe, I think he also feigns this illness or he sneezes or something like that. He sneezes. And, you know, the director is immediately like, you must go home. It's the night before opening night and get better. Uh-huh. And, you know, being the caretaker that she is, Maya brings him soup. Uh, And they have this nice moment alone in his room. And Maya is certain Mm -hmm. that this is the moment where she will have her first kiss. uh, And she finds herself once again being thwarted by the fact that Gabe wants to save it for opening night. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And this, again, uh, you know, comes to a climax at the show in the uh, like at the beginning of the show when they are supposed to smack one on each other <laughs> and Gabe makes, Gabe makes the most, the most awful move that you could probably make, which is that he puts his hand <laughs> uh, on his mouth before they kiss. And so it's not a real kiss. Oh, the pain and the agony of this moment Buddy, for both of them. While I'm- you were
1: saying that, I was reliving it. I didn't want you to say what you did. <laughs>
0: I know. It's, oh, it's just so, so bad.
1: Awful. So, yeah, Maya is publicly <laughs> rebuked in front of her friends and family and classmates and audience when Gabe
0: <laughs> puts his hand between their mouths. Oh, man. Poor Anna. Oh, man. And poor Gabe. Poor Gabe. And the poor guy is just trying to figure it out, you know? <sighs> um, little did he know he would provide such a devastating moment for this girl. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> and uh and then of course one of my favorite moments of the show oh, at yeah. this point maya and Anna have had sort of like some riff because you know the actor versus the techie situation i mm-hmm. don't listen uh they're trying to get through a hell week yeah. you know they think oh my god this is quintessential like techies being techies like this is this is our week let's go uh i love that they have all of the the theater terms that they're using it's just so cute uh and all extremely accurate Uh uh-huh um but they've had this riff because uh because actors versus techies and and so after this
1: having not been selected for the play
0: of course yes that 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 element uh, yeah Mm-hmm. that element carries through here. So the the moment in the show when Gabe does the thing that cannot be <laughs> named again, um, Maya, Maya completely loses it. She's not quite sure. She can't recover and she's lost all of her lines and all of the things that are supposed to come next. But uh, Anna's mom has gifted her glitter just before the show. And in a moment of brilliance, Anna pulls it out. Pours a little glitter over her friend and feeds her the line from atop the set, which was very good a good set, by the way. Beautiful Never set. had such a set.
1: Beautiful set. Really uh, sturdy craftsmanship from those from those thirteen year olds with sure. a staple gun.
0: Yes, really nicely done. And Maya is then able to recover and do the rest of the show. And it's just a wonderful moment. Um, and it, at, at the after party, her mom, Anna's mom, is just so proud of her for saving the day. Um, and in Anna's mom's eyes, Anna was the star of that show. Absolutely. And I thought it was just so such a great moment between her and her daughter. Um but then we find ourselves in episodes seven where where the um, the after party takes place. That's
1: right. A uh, very, <laughs> very big event. And there's like kids either before a big event like a dance or after a big uh, play opening night going to their neighborhood restaurant that, <laughs> that they associate with big events. Very identifiable <laughs> stuff in my in my hometown. Yeah. It was a, a restaurant called Cheddar's. Um, big midwest chain we went there before every homecoming dance before every big event play (laughs) nights we hadn't aged into the those places are lame they're not open 24 seven and you can't smoke and drink infinite coffee at the place. So eventually it would turn into like an IHOP or a steak and shake. But no, that, that was a real moment of clarity for me, remembering my, my teenage years. So yeah, they have the the after party where everyone convenes to congratulate the girls on what a, what a great job they did. And maybe most importantly, uh, Anna's dad shows up not having been to the play, Um, because he was out buying, uh, or leasing a new convertible to impress his new girlfriend. Um, and Anna realizes, uh, because of this, um, or she identifies with her mom very strongly in that moment, because as much as she might disagree with her mom, her mom gave her the glitter. Which was a very corny gesture on the part of. uh, Should be said, Melora Walters' great performance. She's really good in the show. She wanted to give her daughter something to 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 show her how much she sparkles. Um, and it's it's so corny and such a mom thing, and so beautiful. And she realizes that as bad as things are, her mom is the one that's doing all the work. Her mom is there, uh, and she realizes in that moment how unfairly her mother is being treated, and there's a real sense of togetherness with them begrudging though it may be in their booth at the restaurant and it's really beautiful um any other well i was about to say we could probably just let, let's cut to the chase here maya has a big night also mm-hmm, she does maya and babe uh, go to the convertible
0: oh man <laughs> it's just awful it happens like again, uh-huh. again. <laughs> uh because they they go in the convertible presumably to have their moment and this is really where gabe says you know remember that time when we were in my bedroom and you said you had butterflies well i don't have them yeah Oh, like a knife in the <laughs> it gut. It
1: looks so bad. And <laughs> and objectively speaking, Gabe is being truthful and forthright. He's not lying to Maya for no <laughs> reason. This is maybe the most grown up he's been where he's actually doing the really hard part of saying, "I I'm sorry. I can't reflect the feelings that you have for me. He doesn't know that he that there's something he should actually be saying that to make her feel better he could say the entire time no i i don't think i like girls he's just not ready to say that as a 13 year old and maya is just completely heartbroken because she has had a boyfriend for a couple weeks um been publicly shamed uh when trying to kiss him and is now being dumped in her best friend's dad's convertible (laughs)
0: devastating but she does have a little bit of a moment with her um her friend sam who clearly likes uh-huh. her uh and that's kind of a, a moment of, of redemption there which i think actually happens before but i think there's uh there's something there's something there that we'll we'll see play out in future in future seasons oh, um yeah yeah it's gonna be great because
1: we didn't cover season one we didn't get to talk about like the aim episode and uh and the whole saga of sam and maya but no sam sam's Sam's really cool sam's like an extremely good dude and i like him a lot and i think i i don't know if the show will be better if they don't get together i think it might be artistically better if they never actually get to express themselves to one another but man man am i rooting for those kids i root for them so much Uh, my Maya and Sam are just like, uh, you can't help but just completely fall in love with these main characters, because they're cool, and you want the best for them, and they're being tortured by life. Um, and <laughs> I'm excited to see how they handle them, and I trust them to tell it the right way.
0: Yes, I agree. And, you know, I think as we sort of reflect on this last season, the stakes were so high in every single episode. It was sort of like watching a suspenseful movie in a lot of ways, because you just felt the anxieties and the tension that they had gone through and actually one of my favorite parts of our of our the time we did this conversation uh-huh. before um was when we were talking about did you watch it more as a parent or did you watch it more as your your middle school self yeah. you know uh, so where does that ring for you
1: i think uh, both so much equally whenever it was appropriate um, you, the, 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 reason we call it a magic trick is because it forces <laughs> you to become the people that are being portrayed. Um, you, the, everyone is portrayed. So with such nuance and empathy and nothing is the, the people that write this show, like the people that they're writing about, even if the, that person yeah. is the villain in the moment or wrong in that moment, they have a lot of affection for these people. So it's in equal measure. I am a 13-year-old girl for like 90% of the show. And as soon as mom walks on screen, I'm like, you're right. This is stupid. Maya, go to your room. Calm down. <laughs> um, but you, you, uh, like, I become so much that person. And I think if I had watched this when I was 13 years old, this would have had no impact on me or been like, no, that's stupid. Like, she's she's fucking lame and she sucks. Um, but both. I am, the, I am the little girl and the parent all the time. Oh,
0: yes. I I think I watched this much more as my middle school self <laughs> than uh, than I mean, I definitely had my parents moments. Don't get me wrong. Uh, that played a huge factor uh, in watching. But oh, my <laughs> gosh, you just feel it in my stomach. You know, like it was absolutely. Um, yeah, it was absolutely devastating in so many moments. But it was also so great because it was so very relatable. Uh, And just a great season of television that I'll probably watch over and over again. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: I I did rewatch it. I've watched it twice now. Uh, The second time, just to make sure I knew what we were talking about when we ended up talking about it. Um, But if you had told me a few years ago, there's going to be a show that in painstaking detail recounts actual events that happened in your life that shame you to this day. And you're gonna seek this show out and delight in reliving those moments. I would have thought you were crazy. The show is so yeah. good, and it asks so much of you as a viewer and it forces you into these situations where you have to be uh like so angry and so sad and so worried for these kids all the time um but it, it's it's a button I can't stop pressing. That's another button they installed in my right. cage, and right. I keep going back to it um. <laughs> Yeah, great show. And and we said last time, and I'll say it again, this is, I think, the maybe the thing that we are most aligned on, you and me, Jesse. I think uh, Little Women was a huge deal for us because we both just completely yes. fell head over heels for it. Uh, but I think this is the thing that we both love as much as the other person, uh, more than anything else we've covered, I think.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. This is definitely one of my favorite TV shows at this current moment. One of reasons being this is one that we both really, really love. So,
1: I think that about wraps it up for this time. I think this conversation uh, had structure. I'm glad we got a second take at it um <laughs> honestly i'm just gonna act as though that was on purpose the entire time like no no we we expect yeah. excellence from ourselves and the the first one didn't get there so we just had to take a second try and sometimes you know uh mastery is the so result would, of practice
0: yeah i would even go so far as to say we finished our last conversation stopped the recording that was not <laughs> right but then continued to talk uh and therefore continued to say, oh, we're gonna go ahead and like re-splice some of this after conversation yeah. into the actual show. Um, so this was a much better, a much better there, take. There's a lot
1: <laughs> less work ahead of us in putting it together. Yes. So that, that, that's nice. Yeah.
0: I mean, that is very more
1: work cumulatively <laughs> to do a thing twice, uh, but but releasing is gonna be a lot easier now. I um, oh, sorry. All right. take this home, Jesse. Anything else that viewers should know? Um,
0: um, well, we're back. We're stoked to be back and uh, more to come. Let's go, showstoppers. Let's go. Oh my God. Stop calling me. I can't call you right now. <laughs> 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 I have to be like, sorry, recording podcast. Sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry, I'm being a superstar right now.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like low key on I television. Am, right now. famous. <laughs> sorry, I have 40 listeners, please.
1: <laughs> I, I can't go to your birthday because we fucked up the thing that no one listens to, and now we're going to try to do it again. <laughs>